0: You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Where Auburn
1: fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. We're going to be previewing the Mississippi State game. The Bulldogs, they're coming to Jordan-Hare. It's a 11 a.m. kickoff in Jordan-Hare. Uh, I think... Auburn's at least fan wise a little deflated I I think if the team comes back and you know like they've done before after a loss kind of just you know we're going to get refocused and you know focus on the 1-0 mindset I think we can come back out and kind of show uh, what we're made of Um, Jared how are you doing and uh, any thoughts about this uh, Mississippi State game just kind of overall
2: Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, uh, I'm a little scared, honestly, about the game. You you know, 11 a.m. games are not usually Auburn's strength. Hmm, Yeah. Uh, If we're being honest, uh, it probably won't be a packed house. Um, People are still deflated about the other Um, 11 a.m. game atmosphere. Essentially, the players are going to have to possibly manifest their own energy, especially in the beginning. If they start doing well, the fans will catch on. Yeah. But uh, it's not a great scenario, if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, you you go from a uh, a very tough loss that I mean I mean fans are feeling it, players are feeling it. To you have to play Mississippi State team, which you should beat in most scenarios, and you're playing them at home at 11 a.m. Uh, I mean, this is kind of why I mean you're looking at the at least start the week. Vegas is already um, only favoring Auburn by about five and a half points, so you know it's. It's you know a little bit of home field advantage there, plus Auburn talent wise, I think is uh, way better than Mississippi State. But yeah, that that's kind of showing you that this could be. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a trap game, but it could be if Auburn uh, doesn't come out and figure out some things on offense. Vegas
2: um, must know that we hadn't scored a touchdown in six quarters. If it's only ooh, five and a half,
1: yeah, they they probably lo- they're probably looking at that.
2: I I will say uh, Auburn basketball opens Friday night, so that might make the crowd a little bigger than it may have been because people are going to possibly come down for that and just stay around for the early kick game. So that could help a little bit, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but uh, those, regardless of what happened last week, any 11 a.m. game, the fans just aren't always usually into it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just hard to to get everybody kind of you know motivated, excited. Um, we've had some, you know, noon games where I have seen the fans get into it, but it's not anything like, you know, an evening game. There's nothing like it. Um, but Hey, that, that's where I think the players and the coaches just need to strap in and get ready for this, uh, you know, noon kickoff and, uh, play well. I mean, you have to like coming out of a loss. Like this is a key, you know, uh, you know, this is a bounce back game. This is one, I think. Ryan Harson is gonna say, guys, like there's so many other you know teams that are that could knock us out, and Mississippi state's one of them don't don't overlook them um and and if you keep that mindset of focusing in on them um not looking forward to you know in a few weeks we're playing bama you you have a you know much better chance
2: well, and you need to focus one game at a time, so you got to be careful with this, but you know we play at eleven and if we go out there and win, and I know this is crazy talk, but if we win um Ole Miss and A and M play at three thirty. If Ole Miss beats A and M, then South Carolina is the only thing stopping the Iron Bowl from being winner take all for the West. So That is
1: crazy.
2: We're not out of this yet. You don't wanna you gotta focus on Mississippi State. But if we win, you get to go home and watch Ole Miss play A and M. If Ole Miss wins that ballgame, essentially you gotta go beat South Carolina. And then you're playing for the West. And I know that we all wanna be better than you know, we, we 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 well, you won't make the playoff. Well, you know, who cares? I mean, if Farson was somehow able to win the West Division in his first year, then that would be amazing.
1: Well, even even I'd say competing. Yeah. For the West, I feel like that in and yeah, of having, itself. Having
2: the Iron Bowl be the deciding factor, nobody predicted that to start the no, season.
1: Definitely not. I mean, you have a, I mean, for for the longest time, and even still, like Gus Malzahn has been really the only real consistent coach able to beat Saban. And we bring in Brian Harson. I mean, if he can somehow beat Bama, wow. I mean, not only did he beat LSU, but he's kind of you know, switched the narrative on a lot of things. Um yeah. and and I I like that. Um I, I mean, I know we took a big big leap of faith on Harson um for this season um and you know, coming in, I mean, he he came from a place that's not even in the Southeast. It's the opposite side of the country, and and you know, come into a place like the SEC West. I mean, it it kind of shows you how you know tough things are. But yet, Harson has kind of rose up to that challenge.
2: I, I guess the big takeaway is fans are going to be fans. Fans are upset about the A and M game. Players are too. But Harson in practice all week can be telling guys, listen, y'all literally still have everything to play for. So you should not be down as a football team. You want, to, you want to win anyways, but you literally, I mean, not only Ole Miss, if if LSU were to knock A&M off, you know, they still got two tough games. So um, you got to go take care of business without a doubt. But there's there's something to play for.
1: Yeah, there's always things to play for. But when, when you definitely get that third loss, it feels like there's less to play for because you're like, yeah, we're not going to the playoffs. But in, in my eyes, you still have, I mean, this is your, I mean, i I don't wanna use i mean I probably will use the word rebuilding, but it kind of feels like it's not a complete rebuild, but any i mean think about it like any time there's a new coaching staff, I mean I think you know barring you know the you know kind of exclude the twenty thirteen season where Gus comes in as head coach. I think most times at least at Auburn, your first year it's kind of oh, let's see what we've got here and develop that talent recruit some extra guys and you don't really start seeing the fruits of it till you know year two three four and it's actually pretty impressive to me that we're able to compete like this in brian harson's first year with none of the guys except for transfers that essentially harson had so i feel like that's pretty impressive
2: yeah and i think the main thing if you win these next two games there's no chance of the season getting sideways on you, and a lot of people predicted it was going to get sideways. So, right. I mean there
1: you, there are people preseason thinking we we'd be like six and six, or maybe even five and yeah, seven.
2: There's, yeah, there's people predicted we'd be the last. And well, some people said we might be just ahead of Arkansas. Some people said we would be last in the West. And you know, let's be honest. I mean, we still got two more games we got to take care of. But right, they they look pretty promising right now. So you go take care. Just go take care of your business. And even if you do lose to Alabama, you beat almost everybody's expectation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to kind of preview a little bit about Mississippi state. Uh, Their defense is pretty good, which (laughs) hearing that as an Auburn fan, isn't, isn't the best news. Um, They're on, they're on average allowing 322 yards of offense per game. But on the flip side, they are allowing about 25 points a game. So, you kind of got the flip side of that where they they're not giving up a ton of yardage but they're giving up points. So, I, I still think Auburn has, you know, put, you know, a few really good drives together, score some touchdowns and you know, we can we can come out with this win. Um, the Mississippi State air raid offense, I mean, we're, we're very aware of it's going to be 90 95% passing, but Mississippi State will run the ball when they think it's opportunistic Um, and they'll do it. I mean, one of their running backs almost has 300 yards. He's already got four touchdowns this, this season. Uh, Not any, by not any means like, you know, great numbers, but they can run the ball if they need to. Um, And I think the good thing in my mind is Auburn, at least after, you know, probably the second half of the season, We've more or less kind of kept things mostly in front of us in the secondary is that would you would you say that's kind of accurate to say uh, as far as our secondary is going
2: yes, uh yeah, I mean we've kind of kept things in front i you know i I defensively for us, I haven't had any any issues I mean, I think that you know the scary thing though really with Mississippi state, you just gotta tackle well, you know they're gonna get their. Completions. Yeah, they're um, going to
1: get, you know, those 5, 10-yard routes. Yeah. you just got to keep them at sap. 5
2: or 10 yards. Right. Yeah, you keep those at 5 or 10-yard routes. You know, um, you know, quarterbacks are going to miss. You know, receivers are going to drop. You're going to get pressure occasionally. You're going to get some three and outs. So, you just got to avoid giving up the big plays. And really, even when we do give up a big play, we usually catch them, stop them, and keep them out of the end zone. So, that's the key. I think keeping them out of the end zone. Mississippi State, I've only seen a few of their games. I'm probably going to eat these words come next Sunday, but they're not real good in the red zone. I've seen them get to the red zone several times, and they either implode with turnovers or just forget how to play football. So (laughs) I don't know their stats on that, but the games I've seen, they did not look good in the red zone.
1: Hey, and Auburn's defense is usually great in the red zone. I mean, they've kind of shown that last couple games. Um, If you get in the red zone, you're – they can stop you to just a field goal, which you know, for most defenses that's that's a great sign. Um so all right, let's talk about our players to watch for this Mississippi State game. Uh who on offense are you gonna be watching, Jared? Oh man. <laughs> hmm. I there's can you say the whole offense? Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like we should.
2: Who are you on offense? Yes. I just want to see offense, yes. Um yes. I, I think that probably it's an easy target. I think I'm going to see how Bo rebounds. And again, I'm not. last week was not on, all on Bo. But there was some frustration there, and it, it carried over into probably some of his throws. So let's see how he rebounds. He's had a greater sample size this year of being good than he has bad. He was not great last week. Can he get back in the, the plus column on that? I expect him to, honestly.
1: Yeah. I, I think primarily Bo Nix for me as well. Uh, Can we do the same like, person?
2: Oh, okay. You're gonna Well, pick.
1: I'm going to say, I, I mean, as much as I want to watch Bo Nix, because I feel like, again, he's kind of the easy, you know, see how Bo Nicks is doing. if Bo Nix does well, then our team's going to do well. But I'll also say I am really interested to see what our wide receivers do this game. Because the last game, they were not great. We had a couple great, you know, you know, decent tight end plays, but for the most part, our wide receivers slacked off and weren't playing up to what they were uh, supposed to. So, I mean, I'm I'm calling out Kobe Hudson and Shudder Jackson. I mean, I think both of those two guys, and even Demetrius Robertson, I think he only had one catch last week. Our top guys that we usually go to only had three catches total. Um, That can't happen. Um, We need more more action out of both of or all three of them. So. I'm it's kind of like a combo of those three, you know, starters on our, uh, our wide receiver group. All right. On defense, who are you going to be watching for Auburn?
2: Probably the linebacker. Well, maybe not. I was going to say linebacker because Harson mentioned after the last week game, we had a couple of run misfits. Not, they don't really run the ball much. <laughs> um, I might be watching Tennyson. I think he, you mentioned him in the last, yeah. last podcast and, uh, he played really well, so he was around the ball a lot. It'll be a different style of offense here, but um, keep an eye on him, see if he's able to build off that momentum off that good game against and
1: yeah, and just because it's gonna be a run or they're not gonna be running as much uh i you gotta i mean, I think Tennyson is gonna have to develop a lot um in the in this past game um so yeah, that's a good one and and my my guy's gonna be smoke Monday for kind of similar reasons i mean i think smoke has had you know he's had his big plays um but i think one of the things he needs to still develop on is being a tight pass coverage um and he's gonna have to do that a lot against mississippi state uh and yeah if smoke monday is able to you know play well in the secondary i mean that's one less receiver that mississippi state has an option of going to
0: Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications and bonus content that is available nowhere else if you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one please head on over to patreon.com e2c network to join the e2c network booster club you can also get there by going to our website e2c support whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode.
1: Let's talk about special teams here. Who are you going to be watching on Auburn special teams uh, for this Mississippi State game?
2: Never thought I'd say his name. I'd I've, I've forgotten about him. I just counted on him. I'm going to be watching uh, Carlson. I, yeah. I mean... We need to, you know, make the points when we can. I mean, it's we the way we've struggled to get in the end zone or score touchdowns. We we this could be a one off of a couple field goals. So, uh, I, mean, I expect them to have an impact on this game one way or the other. And hopefully, it's uh, the positive side.
1: Yeah, yep, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I mean, I think, I I hope it's not a field goal type game. But uh, well, I mean, we discussed it earlier. I think Anders has just been a little bit off this year and it's, and it's unfortunate because I think he's better than, you know, the product that he's putting out on the field. Um, but I, I think just for, you know, to be a little different, um, I've been watching Demetrius Robertson and I, I still want to see him, you know, get some bigger run backs, um, on, particularly punts, um, as he, he has that top end speed. So, Um, I'll be watching him. I expect Mississippi State to be punting a good bit um, this game. So, Demetrius Robertson. All right. Let's talk about our score predictions for this Mississippi State game. It's uh, preseason. You and I had both predicted that Auburn would win. um, And uh, I predicted us win by 10. You predicted us win by 14 uh how are you feeling about that um now are you gonna change that i mean can,
2: can they go <laughs> negative points i don't know if we're gonna score 14 so i might um yeah i'm probably gonna change it i mean i i'm gonna drop mine down to 10 i i wish i didn't have to but i just i gotta see more from our offense so i still think we win i think our defense will do enough um you know but uh yeah let's let's put it at 10
1: yeah uh I'm dropping mine down a little bit too, from ten points to seven points. I I just think, like you said, it, it, our offense has to get back um, to what they were doing. Um, and if they don't, I mean, this could be a loss, and I I don't want it to happen. I mean, this could be a bad loss. Um, but hey, Mississippi State, they've they've shown that they can do it. I mean, they they've put up some good matches. I mean, even they beat Texas A and um um, earlier in the season. So, I mean, they they can do it. They can put up points, um, and they can score and, uh, beat teams. So, uh, all right, let's talk about our last segment here. Uh, an Auburn fan perspective of the sec. Uh, there were some pretty interesting ones this week, um, particularly around, um, I'll save this one, but Bama, I'm just going to mention that one and we'll, we'll hit on that one a little bit later. Um, so the team we're playing, Mississippi State, uh, they lost this last week to Arkansas, thirty-one to twenty-eight. Uh, I, that's that's a pretty close one. But Arkansas was at home. Um, I feel like Arkansas, uh, at home, has been pretty good this year. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I think both of those teams, yeah, you know, they're they're definitely not the top of the SEC by any means. Um, if anything, they're kind of towards the you know, middle to lower tiers of the SEC, uh, but yeah, you know, both of them match up pretty well against each other. Uh, Tennessee beat uh, number 18 Kentucky, um, and this was a very high-scoring game. Another high-scoring game for uh, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee won 45-42. I will make note of this. Is this Kentucky's? Is this like the third loss? Is that is that right?
2: I believe it is third loss in a row. Yeah. They've wow. lost to, they lost to Georgia and then they lost the week after to somebody. And then they just lost to Tennessee. So I think it is
1: three in a row. Yeah. They, they lost Georgia, Mississippi state and now Tennessee. So it's a rough little you know patch for them. Um, when at one point they got all the way up to number 11 and, uh, they, they've kind of fallen down for, since then. Um, and now they're, they're six and three. Um, but, I mean, I had a feeling Kentucky, you know, they started out so hot this season that it was going to, at some point, start you know, trailing off a little bit. And this is kind of that trailing off.
2: Yeah, it always feel kind of like a fake number 11. I mean, they, they struggled. I mean, they barely beat South Carolina. Um, they got tremendously outgained by Florida. Um, but they ran a, a field goal back. So, it was like things were having to happen – that just don't happen every game and good for them. Yeah. I mean, they were making them happen, but you don't get that every game. So if you don't get that, you're seeing what's happening.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and especially when you're at SEC, you can't rely on those you know special no. plays all the time. You have to consistently play well. Uh, So here's one. I know we've been talking about Dan Mullen a lot, but guess what? Dan Mullen lost again at, at Florida. I mean, we've we've kind of hit on it before with Dan Mullen. You know, his seat is getting you know, warmer and warmer. I feel like this is this has to be the hottest it's gotten. And I mean, is this kind of you know is this the sign of the downfall of Dan Mullen at Florida?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of almost Chiswick esque because, and I don't think it was Chiswick's fault, but for whatever reason, our 2012 team started looking like they quit. And you you hate to say that, but just the beatdowns, you're like, oh my goodness! I think Florida's quit on him. Mm. I mean, to go lose this bad to South Carolina, I'm not saying South Carolina may not beat Auburn, but this bad, um, yeah, that I, I mean they're they four
1: already. and five. Well, Florida is four and five.
2: Well, not only that, they've lost now. Have lost eight of their last ten games against Power Five. Oh conference.
1: my gosh! Eight and this their was their and last... this was their third straight loss.
2: Yeah, so you know, I went from joking that he may lose his job, but not really thinking it, to now I would be surprised if he does not lose his job. I would be more surprised if, at the end of the year, they don't fire him than I would be if they did.
1: Wow, yeah, I, I mean, I, that, I I bam. think the odds are are ever increasing that he gets fired by the you know at the end of this year.
2: And it's not going to be as so much as his record, or you know, it's going to be that I really when you get be that bad and you are Florida, your team quit. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just what happened. And so, like, when you lose the team, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think he survives it, I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I've mentioned this before, but coacheshotseat.com, one of my favorite sites of yes, you know, sir. college football coaches. Where do you think Dan Mullen is on this list now?
2: I, I'm going to guess number one.
1: He's number two. Who's Number Nebraska? one is Scott Frost at Nebraska.
2: Oh, uh, well, I forget about him. I think they – Nebraska has just become so used to mediocre now. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, Frost should be out of there too. Yeah. But from – and to be honest with you, I don't like Dan Mullen, so I'm not going to shed a tear. But um, the old, I, I did think he gave hope in beating Georgia, you know, year in and year out because he is innovative on the offensive side. Apparently he does not like to recruit, and – doesn't un- he just doesn't grasp things. I think he's not very self-aware. Mm. I don't think he realizes what's going on right now.
1: Yeah. Which is odd you have 5 losses in your season. Like why haven't you figured things out? You're well, Florida.
2: Like, well, like they lost to Kentucky and they were, you know, asking him about it and he said, "Well, you know, we all gained them and he rattled off offensive stats." Don't. And they're <laughs> like, "Dude, you're not the <laughs> offensive coordinator, you're the coach. Like y'all <laughs> lost." Yeah like he's not a, he's not self-aware.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I I think that's a good good way to yeah. If you're you're the head coach, you're the CEO of the team. You're not just an offensive coordinator. Um so, yeah. Um I also wanted to mention uh just very briefly, Olmes beat Liberty. 27 to 14. So, yeah. They pretty much liberty, expected liberty, that. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> Stop. I heard that enough during the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Georgia beat Missouri 43 to 6. Um, I didn't think Missouri had a chance and uh, yep, they did not have a chance. Um, all right. I've been kind of uh, you know, I hinted at it at the very beginning of this segment, but Alabama almost lost to LSU in Tuscaloosa. The the score was twenty to fourteen, and LSU had a chance at the end. They had a hail mary that you know, landed in the end zone, could have been caught. How crazy would that have been if like LSU had beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa? I mean, <laughs> seen, do you think Ed I've O, people... if if that had happened, like Ed O, you know they would have ripped up his you know <laughs> contract and said, "We're keeping you our year." <laughs>
2: I've seen people talking about this interim coach for LSU is not bad. They should give him a look <laughs> for the main job. Oh, yeah, man. I, that I mean, I think the reality is, and we've thought it, there are I, – I, I probably will have to eat these words. I'm not even sure how elite Georgia is. They haven't played anybody great. I mean, and that's playing Auburn. I, it, Georgia right now is the only one you can say. there's not There's not great teams this year, and – I don't care how many five stars Alabama has on their team, they're not a great team right now. Yeah. They are a good team, but they're not great. They're not what we're used to from Alabama. And so there's opportunities for them to lose games. Um would not be surprised if the Iron Bowl went in our favor. I'm not gonna pick it, but I wouldn't be surprised of it. So I might
1: pick it. I'm not I afraid. Mean,
2: well, depending on how the next two weeks go for oh, us, yeah. if we get our offense figured out if we get our offense figured out, I probably will pick us because Alabama does not scare anybody this year and it's just who they are. They are yeah. super talented, but LSU's super talented. Yeah. Um, but they're just not playing like a super talented team right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're you you were talking about Bama's not that great of a team. I mean, I think of Bama's teams even even when they had, you know, Tua Tungvaloa on their team, they were still running the ball pretty consistently. They weren't doing it as much as they had to because, you know, Tua was so great and they had such great wide receivers, but they were running the ball more than six yards and six yards was all Alabama got against LSU. They were running back numbers
2: 1.5 yards. (laughs) My gosh. I mean, this is against LSU that like, I mean, Auburn went to LSU and I know they had some crazy plays from Bo, but yeah, that was at at Baton Rouge. I mean, I just, Yeah. yeah, it's just crazy. It's just when you don't have great teams, there's going to be fluky, inconsistent things, and there's not a lot of great teams. And I think LSU, I think Alabama probably is legitimately the number two team right now, and that just tells you how bad or inconsistent other people are. Right. So, I mean,
1: but even if you you know think back to the Auburn versus LSU game, you know you exclude all of Bo Nix's crazy runs and stuff, and Jarquez and Tank Bigsby almost had a hundred yards between them and and you know Bama's only able to get 6 on LSU that just seems wrong and and if at i remember home right at night. yeah if i remember right i think alabama one of their linemen maybe their center went down um injured and you know that that obviously does hurt but like you, you get the next man up like i i don't understand 6 yards is not a lot um i mean that's <laughs> that's in my books negative yardage um in the run game but i mean that's kind of pointing to alabama has some o-line issues just like auburn does they they weren't giving bryce young protection they weren't opening up holes for running backs and yeah, they got some issues on offensive line as well and uh, they got to figure that out um if if they want to keep going and, and win a national championship all right jared any other thoughts before we get out of here
2: uh, Just hope we are able to figure out. If we figure out our offense, we're going to be okay and probably have a comfortable victory this coming Saturday. But if we don't figure that out, it's going to be a nail-biter to the end, and we're going to have to rely on defense and, and kicking and game. And hopefully that uh, defense will be there. Hopefully the kicking game will.
1: Yeah. And one thing I, I, I think – I mean, we used to, I think early in this season, you know, special teams made a special play. You know, good special play, not just a bad one, like a good one. Blocked the punt, you know, did something. And we haven't seen that in a little bit. So, I'm almost looking at this Mississippi State game as special teams. This is your time to shine. And uh, make some some special plays out there. Um, And maybe that gets our offense going. Uh, Because right now, offense needs something like that. Um, I mean, defense is doing its job, but offense... (laughs) We're struggling. We need a
2: big play. We need need a big play to get us out of this funk. You get that going, it's contagious, and we can take off. Um, Yeah. We can win this one on defense, but I would rather not. I'd rather put up some some points and make it a little more comfortable.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right, Jared, before we get out of here, how can uh, people stay in touch with you?
2: You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis.
1: And uh, you can find me on Twitter, AJAY underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.
2: War Eagle.
0: Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.